Welcome, my name is DK, and we're going to be talking about the seven-game NBA DFS slate on Monday. Uh, the sponsor of today's video, guys, is Prize Picks. You can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. For you guys who are not familiar, again, it's a player prop site. You build two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You can up to 25x your money. So if you guys want to give it a try, take advantage of that free money. Also, I'll have it linked down below and premium content, whether it be for DFS or for price picks, also uh, have that linked in the description below. But uh, yes, recapping this weekend, let me just quickly uh, talk about this and price picks. Just come on, man. Come on. Come on. Four or five, Blake Bell, one catch on his like four snaps of the game. And then today, three for four, Noah Brown goes over by like 0.5. Had uh, Mahomes, he got injured. Had Tony Pollard and everything today, he got injured. It's just like, all right, no one runs away. No one runs away. But uh, yeah, let's recap uh, my app here tonight. So a uh, really good day in Call of Duty DFS once again. But let's go over NBA DFS. And uh, I believe this is the lineup. So, uh, stacked up Denver, um, you know, without Jokic, without uh, Michael Porter Jr., went Jamal Murray, KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, and uh, Bones Highland. Um, now, I knew that, like, the minutes still were not guaranteed for Bones Highland, but I did think with, with Bruce Brown starting, I just I thought he would play more alongside of the starters. He just played awful and got benched, so that was a bit frustrating. And then, yeah, Yusuf Nurkic, who got in foul trouble again. Three quick ones. It's like it's been 84 years, actually, since Nurkic has avoided foul trouble, man. Come on. Come on. Rounded out with Ben Simmons and Damian Lillard. But uh, the Bones Highland minutes plus the random Nurkic foul trouble is going to keep me out of the cash here, most likely. Um, the slate on Saturday was ideal slate for us late swap bros. We got, you know, 76ers guys with super low ownership in the late game. Um, you know, I had Anthony Edwards. I had Sengun. I was looking great. And oh yeah, I had Nas Reed, who the in the higher stakes he went, the higher owned he was. He was like 15% in the low stakes, 40% in my tournament, uh, even higher owned in the, uh, in, you know, as you went to the very, very top. And uh, yeah, it was reason because Gobert, like, we actually thought he was going to play. He went through shoot around, and then he got the late scratch. And people fell asleep at the wheel, didn't pivot to get Nas Reed in. Um, pivoted to get Nas Reed in, and he got in foul trouble, and then he got benched. So I was just an incredible pain. I also played Jalen Green. So, uh, yeah. That was that. That was that. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk about the seven games. We'll start off with Boston and Orlando. So on the Boston side, they could be pretty short-handed here. No Smart, no Brogdon. Robert Williams is questionable. I don't think he will play. Um, he left the last game, didn't return. But they're listing it as... Um, they thought he hyperextended it, but they're listing it as knee maintenance. I don't know. I don't think he's going to play. We'll see. If Robert Williams does not play, then the starting lineup should be Tatum, Brown, Horford, Derek White, Grant Williams. But then it's like, all right, so that's going to be the starting five. Who's going to play off the bench? Well, then, you know, Peyton Pritchard, I think, would get solid run off the bench as the backup point guard. I think he would look pretty good. I think Sam Hauser would get a decent run off the bench of the Flatman Price. Probably like one of Cornette or Dusty Blake Griffin would, would get run, too. But, yeah, this team could just be really shorthanded. So I expect a ton of minutes uh, for Tatum and Brown. I mean, that's usually the case. Like, these guys are just playing a lot anyway. So, 
Uh, I think those guys both look solid at the top. Um, Al Horford, if no Rob Williams, should play low 30s minutes. I think he's a relatively safe option. And then I like Derek White with no smart, no um, Malcolm Brogdon. He's going to be the ball handler. Um, so I think he looks pretty good. Also has that shooting guard eligibility. Grant Williams, if Rob Williams is out, should start. Now, he's not the best point per minute guy, but he would probably play a ton of minutes. And we talked about Pritchard, right? I think Pritchard would be my favorite value play um, because I think he would probably get at least like 20-ish minutes off the bench. He's a good point per minute guy. So I do like Pritchard here a good amount. All right, moving on to Orlando. So Orlando, just more of a tournament team. They're just, I don't trust the rotations right now. No one's really playing huge minutes. They're playing a lot of guys. Not really the best spot. If you wanted to take a shot in Bancaro or Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., Marco Fultz, be my guess. These guys all have shown their upsides, like Marco Fultz had a good game last game. I just have no confidence in it. I have no confidence in it. I have no confidence in the minutes. Um, you know, Bull Bulls kind of in and out of the rotation. Mo Wagner kind of in and out of the rotation. Jonathan Isaac, I guess, is looking like he's going to play for the first time in actually years. Um so Magic team is, is a team that I don't think looks great. If you want to take some shots and guys in tournaments, that's fine. Milwaukee and Detroit, another team that, even though it's a good matchup here for the Bucks, there's just not a ton that I like because Giannis is back, Middleton's back, and a lot of these guys are priced up from when those guys were out. So plus you got to factor in uh, this Detroit team is just not good, so there's a good chance that you know the game blows out too. Um, if you want to take a shot and Giannis into the combo, be my guest. I think he'll be on some sort of a limit. He's been out for like two weeks. We'll keep an eye on the news though. Um... So there's really not much here with, with Giannis in, with Middleton in. Um, again, a lot of these value plays are just overpriced, so not much. On the Detroit side, oh, it seems frustrating to talk about, but um, no Stewart, no Bagley. Killing Hayes, questionable. If Killing Hayes misses, uh, I think Jay Nivey is going to look solid here. He'll do more of the ball handling, more of the playmaking. So would like the ceiling on Ivy. I like the ceiling on Madonovich. If the Pistons can keep it competitive, you know, those two are probably going to be leading the way. Sadiq Bay, one guy I just can't get right, man, either. Like, this guy really tilts me. I played him here. Goes for eight fancy points in 29 minutes. Every other game, 27, 42, 42, 34, 37. Come on. You can't do that to me. So many guys, it just happens to me every time. Uh, Jalen Duran should start. Um, he's only 4.5K. I think he's a solid value here. Even if this game blows out, like, at this price point, it's probably not going to kill you. So I do like Duran. You probably get back a five run for Noel. Um, but I think Duran stands out with no Stewart. He'll start at the five. And then just some guys you can take shots in in tournaments like Burks and Diallo. Um, I don't really think I'm going to mess with anyone else. We'll see who starts for, if Hayes is out. Um, the Pistons go a lot of different ways with that. So Atlanta, Chicago. Um, on the Atlanta side, Badanovich and Okongu, their status dropped in the air. If Okongu is out, you should get more run for Capella. Um, you know, the minutes have not been great on him recently, but I would think he probably pushes for close to that 30-minute mark if Okongu's out. So would like Capella, there's no Okongu. John Collins, if he can stay out of foul trouble, should play a lot of minutes. I think he's a decent option in the mid-range. And then Trey and Murray, both these guys do have ceilings that kind of take turns back and forth, the good game. So like a little bit tougher to trust in like a cash game setting, but I think both Atlanta guards look good in tournaments to me. Hunter, just indifferent on him. He should play a lot. He'll probably give you somewhere around 25 to 30 fancy points. Um but Donovich is out, maybe get more run for like AJ Griffin, maybe the dust off Aaron Holiday, but don't know if I'd be going to either of those guys. Chicago, so Chicago, it's a good matchup, but honestly, not a ton that I like here because a lot of these guys are priced up from when DeRozan was out. Rosen's back, so like Levine and Vooch, they're priced up to almost like 10K. You have 9-1 Vooch, 9-6 Levine. Um, they've been playing really well. Like Vooch uh, especially has been playing extremely well, but I just don't really want to pay this price point for him. 
DeRozan's surprisingly the cheapest of the bunch. I think DeRozan would be my favorite of the big three, but still none of them are priorities. Pat Williams should see low 30s minutes. He just seems priced right. You're going to have this combination of like Io and Crusoe and Kobe White kind of splitting the point guard duties. If you want to try to take a shot at one of those guys in tournaments, fine. They're all relatively cheap, but yeah. All right, let's move on to Minnesota and Houston. So this is the game that I stacked uh, on Saturday. Again, had Anthony Edwards, smashed. Had uh, Tarison, smashed. Had Sengun, smashed. Um, but yeah, I had this guy who played 30 seconds in the second half. Oh. But Anthony Edwards, yeah, he had a massive game. Um, I like the matchup for him again. He's got shooting guard, small forward eligibility. I think he looks good. Gobert, if he's out, Nas Reed, if he starts, it's going to be a good play if he can stay out of foul trouble and not get benched, okay? We have seen multiple massive big games from Nas Reed when Gobert is missed, when he stays out of foul trouble and plays, you know, normal minutes, so... I'm going to, unfortunately, have interest in Nas Reed again if Gobert is out. They close with Nathan Knight and play Nathan Knight 25 minutes. Um, I don't really think I can play him unless he starts if Gobert is out, but I, th- I think they'll go back to Nas Reed here. Um, oh, yeah, Kyle Anderson. Hmm. So he's not going to average 50 fancy points a game. Thankfully, the people that chased Kyle Anderson thinking that they were going to continue to get 50 fancy points a game were severely punished. Come on, right? I, this is what, that's what tilted me the last couple slates. I was like, People chased here, got rewarded. People chased here, got rewarded. And they were finally punished. Like, we know what Kyle Anderson is. He's a solid overall player. He can do a lot of different things. He's not going to average 50 fancy points a game. So it was really tilting me. The, the people that were chasing and getting bailed out, finally they were punished. Um, I don't think he's going to be that popular now after he let a lot of people down. But I'm still fine with him. Like, I think he'll play like low 30s minutes. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is 6.7K. Minutes have not been great on him, but still does have a ceiling. It's at a relatively cheap price point. McDaniel's another foul-prone guy, but viable. Noel, Prince are playable for salary relief. Prince probably sees low 20s minutes. And then, yeah, if Gobert plays, then we'll, I'll probably just avoid the backup fives. And Gobert himself, if, there, if there's no limitation on him, I would like him quite a bit at 6'8", but we'll see. So, moving on to Houston. You see? I, I know I'm broken record, but I just... To see what happens when you play him more and you run the offense through him. Literally, all year long, I've been asking for that. And finally, they are doing it. Sengun, if he... So with Kevin Porter Jr. out, if he stays out of foul trouble, I think he's underpriced here. Um, Because right now, he's playing close to 40 minutes a game. 37, 39, 37. Don't go back too far to him playing like 25 minutes a game. This has completely changed. And again, the running offense through him, seven assists, six assists, six, six assists. I think Sengun looks really good here. You can't do it, man. You just can't cause me this pain. He's right there at the top of the list for me, man. It's just like, come on. Every time I play Jalen Green, he can't hit a shot. And when I fade... He just smashes 60 bomb. Buy in here at low ownership, 10 fantasy points in 33 minutes. 10 for Jalen Green. Like, what is that, man? What is that? Oh, yeah, with Kevin Porter Jr. out, his ceiling does go up. Floor is still low. Obviously, we saw it last game. 
Jabari Smith news is pretty important too. If Jabari Smith is out, my boy Tarisen finally got a start. Oh, he finally got more minutes and he played well. Another thing I've been hammering him all year, play him more. He should be starting, in my opinion, over Jabari Smith. I think he's better than Jabari Smith. I bet him to win Rookie of the Year. That's not going to win because he's just not getting minutes. But, um, yeah, there's no Jabari Smith. I like Tarisen quite a bit. Again, assuming he starts. AJ Martin, Eric Gordon, these guys are going to continue to start. You should see low 30s minutes of Martin. That's totally fine. Eric Gordon, but having some solid games, he should play low 30s minutes. I like him as well. Even Jay Sean Tate is playable. Uh, play 21 minutes off the bench. So, this whole Houston team looks pretty good. If Jabari Smith gets ruled out, it just looks better. Um, so... Move on to Charlotte and Utah. So LaMelo Ball is questionable. Um, that's pretty important news. If LaMelo Ball's in, I think LaMelo himself would be a, a good play at the top. And then Rogier would be a fine tournament play. And the front court, like Plumlee, Washington, would be solid options. If LaMelo's out, it changes a bit. Rogier looks like a pretty good play in both formats. Um, the front court looks a little bit better. I don't think I can get to Gordon Hayward yet. Only played 25 minutes in his first game back. And then you got some solid run for DSJ off the bench. It would be a solid value there, too. So things would definitely change the Lamellos out. It would, you know, slightly increase the chance of a blowout, though. And then I'll continue to mention Mark Williams. He's been the backup five now the last three games, 17, 19, and 19 minutes. I think he's underpriced here if he continues to play close to 20 minutes. So I do like Mark Williams for value. The only concern is, you know, they've done it a couple times now. Well, they're, they're um, not Kai Jones. They'll randomly go to uh, Nick Richards over him. Um, that, that happened for a couple games here of 112 and 114 where Mark Williams got a DNP. But I think Williams has been playing well enough that they're going to continue to use him as the backup five. On the Utah side, Markkanen's another guy that really tilts me. Um, I just, yeah, I think he's a bit overpriced here. It is a really good matchup. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you want to go to him, fine. But I'm, I'm going to fade. Clarkson, Conley, they're just kind of there for me. Secondary plays. I'm not prioritizing either of them. Conley probably gives you 25-ish fancy points. He's been playing low 30s minutes a game. Walker Kessler lost a little bit of run last game, only played 25 minutes, but uh, you know had a really bad game. Before that, though, it's been pretty consistent. Um, if he plays close to 30 minutes, I think he's a pretty good option in the mid-range. That's probably it. I don't really think I can get to anyone else. Beasley, if you want to take a shot at him for tournaments, fine. Colin Sexton's 4-4 minutes. Yeah, I, I would say he would probably be the guy I would take a shot on off the bench if I had to play one. San Antonio and Portland, um, Keldon Johnson, 7-4, another guy that caused me a lot of pain this year, but he should play mid-30s minutes. He does have a ceiling. Trey Jones, been a little bit quiet of late, but he'll also see low-30s minutes, usually has a pretty high floor. Jakob Pertl randomly got benched last game. I took his over 11.5 points prop. He finished with 11 points. But, uh, yeah, I think if he plays close to that 30-minute mark, I like him in tournaments. Sohan, 4-6, we should see... 25 to 30 minutes from him. I think he's a fair value. Josh Richardson been playing solid minutes off the bench. Another decent value play with shooting guard eligibility. But that's probably it. Uh, if you think Pirtle gets benched again or gets in foul trouble, you can take a shot on Zach Collins, who is a good point per minute guy in a sub 4K. Portland, again, will he ever stay out of foul trouble? I don't know because it's literally every single game. So I'm just going to mention it. If Nurkic stays out of foul trouble, he probably plays over 30 minutes and can have a good game. But he's been in foul trouble every single day. And then Damian Lillard have been playing a ton of minutes right now. I like him in both formats at the top. Um, Grant, Simons, Hart, all solid options. They all are having good games tonight because they pull up, put up like 70 points against the Lakers in the first quarter. But um, I would say the, the Wings and Simons are a bit more of secondary plays. Eubanks, if Nurkic continues to get in foul trouble, he will benefit. 
Gary Payton, since the back-to-back, probably is out, so you should get a little more run for Shane Sharp and Nas Little. And final game here, Late Night Hammer, looks pretty appealing to me. My two boys going up against each other, John and Sabonis. Um, John Morant, 9-7. I mean, the whole Grizzlies team just started really slow tonight, but I saw they, they actually picked it up a bit. Um, like the matchup from the downside is no one's really playing huge Mets from Memphis, but still like Jaw there. I think Triple J and Bane are totally fine options as well. Bane's been pretty consistent. You know, Triple J does have a ceiling, but is prone to foul trouble. I like Steven Adams too. He continues to play close to 30 minutes a game. You know, a guy that has great rebounder. I think he looks pretty good. Um, Value-wise, Dylan Brooks is, vi- is viable in tournaments. Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark off the bench. Good point for many guys. Fine contrarian value plays. And finally, Sacramento, pretty easy to talk about. Sabonis, Fox, these guys will lead the offense. Should play a ton of minutes. I think both are decent options. Neither are priorities, though, for me. Um, the Wings are playing a ton right now. Harrison Barnes, Kevin Herter, and uh, Keegan Murray. Um, all three are fine filler options. I wouldn't really prioritize any of them. I do want to mention, though, Keegan Murray played 41 minutes. So 37, 37, 41 minutes over the last three games for Keegan Murray. And then I have to mention him, Malik Monk. Yes, he's in play for tournaments. Um, played 20 minutes last game, still did not shoot well, and went for 22 fancy points. So there's going to be one day where Malik Monk doesn't shoot awful. And that one day, he's going to break the slate. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to continue to mention it, okay? So still have some interest in him for tournaments. Probably can't get to anyone else. I mean, Trey Lyles, minutes been ticking down. I don't really want to mess with the back of five with, like, Matthew Holmes. I got some Matthews out. Holmes will get the back of five run. But I just, eh, I don't think it's worth it to go there. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. Again, if you do enjoy it, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, keep an eye out for future videos, and I'll see you guys all in the next one.